you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, April 20th, and we have another episode of The Issue here for you today. Uh, You can find the show on YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Prime Video if you're looking to watch it, or you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. But it is a huge week, especially to be an NFL fan. The draft is one week away. It is mock draft week here on the show. So we'll have that in the second segment for you. It is going to be absolutely loaded. Tons of content, tons of predictions. Really fired up about this one. Very excited. Very excited to to clarify. And we will clarify again. I'll remind you a couple times. The mock draft is if what I would do if I was the GM of each individual team as I go down the line. No trades because then then that would be more like speculating on what will happen, not what I think I would personally do to better the franchise, which is I think why you came here. You yeah, know? like you 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 care about the opinions that I give. I could just read you headlines if you want. I could read you the the Fox Sports you know mock draft if that's what you really want, but nobody really wants that. So it's going to be my take on what I would do in the draft. It's going to be uh, a very good show. I know we've been waiting a, a while. We wanted to get close as close to the draft as we possibly could uh, to be able to release the mock draft, kind of get all the latest stuff. If anybody was going to trade picks in the free agency right there, we wanted to be able to cover it up as far as we could uh, right before that starts. But as a show today, it's going to be a really good one. Jalen Hurts got paid. We're going to talk about that one first uh, with Tim's rant, and then we're going to have hits and misses to finish out the first segment, as we normally do. In the second segment, that's where you're going to find the mock draft. It's going to be pretty big. We're going to go through the first 10 picks uh, pretty thoroughly and then run through the rest, kind of hit the big ones as we go through, I guess, 11 to 32. Yeah. Uh, and then in the third segment there, we will have a discussion on Daniel Jones, just kind of what we think about him, what that division looks like, and uh, some competition that he could be facing there. You know, so you mentioned Jalen Hurts getting the five years, two hundred and fifty-five million, one hundred and seventy-nine of it guaranteed, right? So you start thinking, what does that you know mean for Lamar? What does that say about Lamar? We'll get to that later, but let's start with that contract, right? So you remember when Mahomes got paid? Everyone was like, "Oh my God, that that is just a crazy amount. How are the Chiefs going to be able to fill a team? That's that's a wild amount of money." But oddly enough. As his cap hit goes up more and more, they seem to win more and more because it's a contract extension, right? It doesn't kick in for a couple of years. You got two, three years to kind of reset how you do contracts, maybe front load some other contracts. That way, when Mahomes' contract, which is more backloaded, kicks in, you'll be just fine. You'll still have the players. The contracts will work out, right? The rest of the market, though, also goes up when you backload a contract and wait a little bit, right? Mahomes signed, what, three years ago? He's making said to make like $50 million a year three years ago, which was a lot of money. Now it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's about right. The market's about 45 to $50 million for a top-end quarterback. And it's only going to continue to go up. They're only going to get more and more of a deal. I mean, this year he was the sixth-highest-paid quarterback. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, sixth-highest-paid. All right, so by the time it gets to the punitive part of the contract, it won't really be that punitive. It will be more of a steal. I get the same type of vibe from the Jalen Hurts contract. No, I don't think he's Mahomes. I don't think he's a perennial MVP candidate, but could he be a top seven to eight quarterback almost every year? I do think so. I do think so. And I, hell, I think he's going to host the next, I don't know, 
five NFC Championship games, or at least three of the next five. But he's not Mahomes. But he's also not in the AFC like Mahomes is. The Chiefs absolutely need Mahomes just to be able to get to the playoffs. Right? No, it's a good team, don't get me wrong. But since Tyreek Hill's gone, defense has taken a slight step back. Offensive line still in a, still in a little bit of a rebuild. They start start playing a lot better last year. Right? But they need him just to get to the divisional round, the championship, what have you, right? But Jalen Hurts is in the NFC, specifically the NFC East. The Giants are paying great money to an average to below average starter in Daniel Jones. We'll get to him later. The Cowboys are paying great money for a slightly above average quarterback in Dak. And Washington's Washington. So by simply securing Jalen Hurts, I feel you almost you almost secure a division title pretty much every year. He'll probably get you three to four out of the next five of that contract extension division titles, which means that they will play at least one home playoff game almost every year. At least one. So that's great on two fronts. Let's start with the football side. When Philly is rocking at home for a home playoff game, pretty much anything can happen. Dynamic quarterback, what we think is a really good coach, rowdy fans at home. If it's a night game, even more so. So anything can happen from a football standpoint, right? On the other front, the business front. If over the five years of that contract, Jalen gets you four home playoff games, even three, it's worth it. That contract basically paid for right there, three to four home playoff games. Basically paid for. So that's all true. But remember, two things can be true at once. I do also think it's a slight overpay. I do. I do for a guy who let's, you know, let's look at the facts here. I mean, let's look at all the quarterbacks who've lost Super Bowls in their, like, first-ish appearance recently. Let's go the last, like, 10 years. Right? Peyton Manning with the Broncos. I mean, my man was, like, ancient. And it wasn't his first appearance. So I don't, I, don't, I don't put a ton into that. Let's go to Seattle with Russell Wilson. Lost the Super Bowl in his second appearance. Hasn't been back since. Hasn't been back since. A lot of you guys say he's washed now. Cam Newton, Carolina, never went back, not in the league anymore. Matt Ryan, Falcons, off a cliff. Tom Brady, clearly an outlier. Jared Goff, got paid, then traded. Now he's just kind of an average quarterback in the league. Jimmy G, hasn't been, been, hasn't been back. He's not even on the same team as he was when he went. And his team basically gave up on him. I mean, they drafted his replacement. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, seems a little too early to tell on all of them, but we, I think we know that they're not going to be busts in that sense and not go back. So I'm just saying, you have Cam, Russ, Matty Ice, Jared Goff, Jimmy G, or we have Mahomes, Burrow, Brady. Could he be closer to the Mahomes, Burrow, Brady group? Sure. Sure he could. Do I have a feeling he's going to be somewhere in the middle closer to the other group of guys, maybe get back once? More like a Russell Wilson type career than a Patrick Mahomes type career? I do. I do think he's going to have more of that type of career than a, hey, I'm going to basically go to the Super Bowl almost every year. I mean, we thought that Russ was unreal. We thought it was bound to be a 15-year dynasty. He's been good. He's been good, but he's never been close to winning at the clip that he was when he was going to the Super Bowls. So two things can be true at once. I do think they secure, at bare minimum, a really nice, solid team that can win you 9-10 games, which in that division, in that conference, is good enough to probably host a playoff game. Can they rip off a couple 11-12 win seasons? Maybe get the number one or two seed and host two playoff games? Absolutely possible. Am I going to sit here and be like, oh, it's a slam dunk? Eh, not really. Not really. We've seen this story before. 
and we've seen it go pretty poorly before, to be quite honest with you. So pump the brakes a little bit. Good for them. They lock up the quarterback of the future. They have cost certainty, which is certainly important. Now you know what you're paying. You can go out and get guys with the, with the remaining cap space. You know what you have to draft. You have your quarterback solved. It gives you an identity that you can build around, a cornerstone. But I don't think it means that they're a perennial Super Bowl team like they were this year. Not even close. Playoff games? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's value in that. There's a ton of value in that. Big Ben, for example, won what? Two in the first like five years, four or five years? Went back once, lost, that was it. Last decade, decade and a half of his career, almost nothing, right? But there's there's still value, and he won his division almost every year, won about eight, eight playoff games after that, was consistently a really solid quarterback, won a ton of games, set a bunch of records. There's tons of value in that. I'm not saying there's not. But it's probably not going to be a Mahomes, Brady type, type situation. I'm just saying. I get that argument. Um, but Jalen Hurts is not the kind of guy that I would rush to pay. He is and purely just based on the fact that we have seen such a small sample size from him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coming into the year last last season, we didn't even have him in our top 10. I don't even no. know if he was in our top 15 coming into the season. I don't he obviously think played so. his way into the top 10 for sure. That's, not a, five, that, yeah. that's not a debate. He's played his way into that. But let's also not forget, week 14, 15, we were comparing him to Gardner Minshew. Not good. It wasn't good. It looked really unstable. He did not look great in the first parts of the playoffs. Uh, Really depended on the running game. Team kind of carried him until he got to the Super Bowl, and he had a hell of a performance in the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to take anything away from that. Yeah. But because of the small sample size, this is not a guy that I would have rushed to the register to pay for. I would not. I would agree. I would have kept that one in the uh, in the shopping cart for a bit. Maybe sat back, uh, thought for a little bit more time on you know how it's going to pan out, what the future could look like with it. Uh, but at the Certainly end of the day, point. Jalen Hurts is a a top ten quarterback in the league. I would say. Yeah. Um, I just would have given it a little bit more time if I was Philadelphia. But hey, good for Philly and good for Jalen. Yeah. I think it's a fair point. All right, so let's transition over into hits and misses, kind of go over where we were right, where we were wrong on the week. Here we go. All right, hit number one here. Uh, You know, I've had my criticisms on Jalen Hurts. I said, you know, maybe a little early, but I did say I'd sign him. I said I'd probably take him over Lamar right now. I think everything that he does, you know, uh, aside from running between the tackles, I love. Right, I wish he would do that a little bit less, take a little bit less hits. Uh, But the leadership is there. Uh, he's he's improving throwing the football. Was actually really really accurate in the Super Bowl with a with an injured throwing shoulder. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think Jalen's a top ten quarterback right now at least. Um, I take him over Lamar. And what does that say on Lamar Jackson? So rumor has it that so he got he got five years, two hundred fifty five million, one hundred seventy nine guaranteed. Rumor has it Lamar got offered five for two fifty flat. 175 guaranteed. So almost the same contract. Lamar didn't take it. Jalen did. To me, that says a lot about judgment, character. Like, that's a really good contract. Knowing when to put jump this, in. Put this to bed yeah. if you're Lamar. Are we, we going to really start sit here and fight over $30 million? Now, I know that's more money than I'll ever see in my life. But when you're already making 250 of it, not to mention your $30 million from your first contract and your $50 extra million from endorsements, like... We're really talking about like thirty-ish million? Like, come on, come on. Yeah, I like mean, sign the damn deal. Sign yeah. the damn deal. Yeah, I or quit like, bitching. Like, and they're both kind of on the same 
level, I would say. And if not, I would even put Jalen Hurts higher. So oh, I would take Jalen over Lamar 100% right now. If you're now. a Lamar and you're getting a deal offered to you like that, you take it. You take it all I, day. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree with people like, well, the MVP. Okay. Sick. Well, the injury. Sick. What He's about eroded. The He's, he has regressed in the three years since the MVP. Sorry, he has. I'm sorry. Did I miss a Did I miss a Super Bowl run from Lamar? Or? I, yeah, no. Yeah, I did too. I must have. Yeah. Did I miss the one and three in playoff games? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss the uh, the worst overall pass rating in playoff games? Okay. Cool. Cool. Just want to make sure. <laughs> uh, miss number one here. We don't do a ton of NBA, but I'm fairly an open Warriors fan. Like I like the Warriors. I like how they built things. Right. And the, you know this is true of all sports. I like teams that are like built really well uh foundation wise from the draft yeah. and you know they acquire stars to supplement which they did like steph clay draymond right um and then they acquire kd obviously he's, he's gone now but you know they go out and acquire other players that they need um but they're down 0-2 to to sacramento like the damn beam unfortunately uh and they're not very good defensively jordan Poole is a detriment to the team right now draymond's might get suspended for stomping on a player although i think it's a little bit iffy anyway uh wrong on that thought that the warriors would maybe repeat yeah i mean i saw the video of the draymond thing and it didn't look great well it didn't look great but the dude you see you see the guy on the ground clearly grab draymond's ankle though too yes and draymond made a good point he's like when you're grabbing somebody's ankle and like you go to lift up there's only there's only so far i can go and like where's it gonna go from there right back down True. I mean, he has a point, but like either way, it just doesn't look good. And especially no, when it's Draymond, who we know he has, a, has history. a history. Like, dude, when you yeah. got a history like that, come on. Yeah, that one's tough. Hit number two here. I, I flipped back and forth a lot. My first and most frequent take on the Penguins this year was that I just don't think they're good enough in the bottom two to three lines. Uh, I don't think the goaltending was good enough. I thought they should clean house upstairs. Arguably Sullivan as well, although I do think they made the right decision in keeping him as of right now. Uh, but there's going to be a new GM, new CEO of operations, president of business or uh, hockey operations, all that, right? There's going to be a new, uh, you know, head execs in the pen in the pens uh, suites, and it makes sense for me. I said that from the beginning; they should, probably should clean house, and uh, they did. I think it's a good decision. Ron Hextall was a horrific GM. You don't hire a flyer as the Pens GM. Uh, no, you don't. And I think you saw that this year um, when you put Jeff Carter and you protect Jeff Carter over Jared McCann in the expansion draft and then Jared McCann goes out scores 40 goals and has 30 assists and you know racks up 70 points on the season Jared McCann's a great player you know that's usually how you know you missed that's just one example uh, you could go on for for an hour about this on where they went wrong upstairs this year um but I'm glad they made the change. We saw it coming. We said that they're not going to be a team that can uh, compete down the stretch uh, or, or fight through any playoff matchup. So in a way, that. in a way, I'm upset because they didn't I'm make upset. the playoffs. But, but right. I, I'm also kind of relieved that I don't have to watch them get embarrassed and go and just get swept in the first. It round. would have been bad. It would have been very bad. Uh, Mr. Matura, I had a moment where I thought C.J. Stroud could be the number one quarterback taken, the best pure passer in the draft. He had the size. You did have a moment. I kind of likened him to, um, excuse me, Justin Herbert, right? Who at Oregon was very mechanical, very in the pocket type of guy, delivered from the pocket, which Stroud has been as well over over his collegiate career. Uh, but then both of them in, in their last game in college, where it was kind of like, hey, the only real way that we are going to be able to win this game, which is a do or die situation in your last college game, is for you to just let it rip, run, pass get outside the pocket, move, do spectacular things that you haven't been able to do all year because 
we don't have a capable backup that's going to be able to lead us to this yeah. this point. So all year we needed you to stand and deliver and stay safe, stay on the field. And then the last game they both kind of let it rip and they were both really good. But he scored lower than any quarterback prospect on like the the S two test or whatever, which measures um like. Uh, how to react quickly like mentally you know it's like acuity and uh perception speed like all that type of stuff yeah um upstairs and uh yeah not good the, the position moves quick it's all about upstairs brady was never the most talented quarterback was always the most prepared and the most the, the sharpest upstairs uh so not a good sign for Caesar Stroud at no all. it isn't it isn't at all hit number three here uh mike nicastro came on this very show and said that deontay banks should be the steelers pick at uh, 17, and it's just about all I've seen on like Twitter. Uh, very much a, a Mike Tomlin player, physical DB that's going to come up, hit you. Yeah. Um, a little bit more on the, the lower end of the radar. Comes from the Maryland pipeline, which we know he loves. Um, so it makes a ton of sense for me, Mike Tomlin player. You'll see later in the mock draft, maybe we have him going. I don't know, maybe they go line. Uh, but that's hit number three. Mike Nicastro, a little honor to hit there for him. Yeah, he called that one. Uh it- We'll see if I mean, it ends up working out uh, in the draft too. It may, it may, but dude, I do remember talking about the uh, the good old Maryland connection and Tomlin's son and, yeah. and everything going on there. And it is a very Mike Tomlin pick. You know, Mike Tomlin likes his DBs to be physical. I mean, yeah. look at the Steelers defense: oh eight, oh nine. That's all you need. <laughs> um, after the uh, World Series, Mister Number Three. After the World Series, I said the fight in Phils. You know, they're going to be a handful next year, especially after they got Trey Turner. Um, I figured they'd compete for first in that division, if not second, and be a really, really viable wild card team. Uh, and yeah, there's a ton of time, I know that, but so far it's not good. Uh, and barring any major moves, I'm not sure how fixable it is because I think the rotation's really, really weak. Uh, I think the offense is very hit and miss without Harper. There's not a lot of consistency. Um, and the, the defense is pretty average. Um, and, you know, with other problems on the roster, average defense can be exposed a little bit. Um, you know, you can have an average defense. Like, for example, Jeter wasn't always, wasn't always the best defensive shortstop. When you're hitting 315, it really doesn't matter, you know? Right. Uh, but they're not making up for it with consistency with rotation, so it's becoming a problem as well. So, fighting fills. Where are you at? Better pick it up. They're, <laughs> what, 6-10 and 10 or 6-11 and 11 right now? So, not good. Ah, baseball season as a whole makes me happy. Yeah, I agree. Getting the baseball weather back, yeah, too. Feels great. Feels great. Really does. Um, guys, stick around, though. Second segment will be our mock draft. Tim's been waiting uh, to give Can't you guys wait. this mock draft for like what three, four, five ish weeks been now. Working on it for like three weeks. It's been in the making. It is coming to you next, so don't go anywhere. This is the issue. Second segment. Welcome to the issue NFL mock draft. Um, it's pleasure, a good day. Pleasure to have you in. It is such a good day. We're in surprisingly chilly Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania here on this beautiful Thursday. 420 for those out there. Have fun. Be safe. All right? Be safe. Us, we're worried about football, unfortunately. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so we have ourselves an entire first-round mock draft. Stipulation, we're including the Steelers' 32nd pick because there's usually 32 picks in the first round. So we're going with what the industry standard usually is. Thank you. Industry standard. That's a business marketing major right there. I'll tell you what. Round of applause for the business guy over here. That is the industry standard, as he says, right? Of course, uh, for those who don't know, the Dolphins pick at 20 or 21 gets vacated um, due to the whole, like, uh, tampering with Tom Brady type thing with the owner and all that. Um, Whatever. 
uh, above my head. I don't care. I don't think it's a big deal for, for the Dolphins. But either way, there's only 31 actual picks in the first round. The Steelers have the first pick of the second round, number 32. So they um, we're going to talk about that as well. Absolutely. Let's start with the top 10. We'll give in-depth, because most people really care about the top 10. We'll show you the rest of it, yep. and we'll kind of talk through some uh, – you know, some of the big moves, like the Steelers, both the Steelers moves um, and a couple of the big moves. But let's start at number one. Unfortunately, we can't play the music or else we will get uh, our asses copyrighted till we die. So It happened last year, <laughs> and we're not going to do that again. There's a couple of things that we're going to stay away from, but we're always going to play the Super Bowl one, so you can count on that. But, yeah. Yeah, we, we'll, we that's, that's acceptable. We can take that one. But the draft one's not going to help. No. So we'll start with number one. Uh, on the clock, the Carolina Panthers. I think they go ahead and take the obvious choice, Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama, at number one. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the draft for a team that clearly needs a quarterback. Uh, they're like 24th in yard uh, passing yards per game last season. Uh, and they've had, to be honest, a revolving door quarterbacks in the last – since Cam was, like, good. I mean, because you had Cam and what they had, Sam Darnold. They had somebody in between. They had, like, Kyle Allen for a year. That's right. And then they had a bridge uh, guy for a couple years. Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater. But, I mean, they just had – they've gone they've, through, what, like, yeah. three bridge quarterbacks Three, now? four bridge guys. Go get your franchise quarterback. Bryce Young's clearly the most talented of the quarterbacks. He's the most pure passer. He's the most um, clever inside the pocket, which can, I think can make up for a lot of size. So, he goes number one to the Panthers. Number two, the Houston Texans on the clock. Uh, I, I went back and forth. Do they maybe take a defensive guy and, and look at, I don't even know, at, at number 12, maybe if, um, you know, if you think Anthony Richardson would fall to 12, maybe they take one there. I think they just go ahead and t- make the safe pick and get C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say that C.J. Stroud isn't going to be awful. I just think the ceiling's a little bit lower. Um, but I think for a franchise who's been, even with Deshaun, in a little bit of a rocky state with quarterbacks. Yeah. I think they go get a very stable, grown-up adult in the room, C.J. Stroud. Even, he, even though he's a young guy, I think he's, we can argue, or we can all agree, that he's very mature. He's yeah, a very pure passer, very NFL passing-ready quarterback. Um, so I think Stroud's the pick at two for the Tech. He also has the personality to kind of right the ship a little bit. There. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, to, to steady it out. Very calming in the room. Uh, not going to cause drama. And just going to play his ass off for you. I agree. Number three. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, also stipulation. We're not going to do trades here. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to work out trades. It's just, you don't have a crystal ball with you that you're predicting? No, I don't. Because nobody trades. nobody expected AJ Brown to go to the to the Eagles and the Eagles no. to trade that pick. Like you so said, we could we could sit here and play the what if game all day long. So yeah. Anyway, the Cardinals at three. Um, I think Will Anderson is the pick, the edge rusher from Alabama. I think he's the best edge rusher um, in the draft right now. And I think from an from Arizona standpoint. They need an edge guy. They could go get like a Jalen Carter up the middle, but I think an edge guy is more impactful right now. We know they're not going to yeah. draft a quarterback. Uh, I think an edge guy is more impactful right now for the Cardinals. Um, so him at three. Well, it's what they just lost too. They need somebody to fill the shoes of JJ. And I know JJ wasn't doing much at the very end there. Yeah, but, but at the, at the end of the day, maker. he was a veteran in the room and he was really good at what he did. Yeah, so I you agree. have to go get a really good talent at a super important position right now. Also, they just got a defensive coach, so they, they're probably going to draft defense. That would make sense. Yeah. At number four, uh, Indianapolis Colts on the clock. They go ahead and take Will Levis, quarterback Kentucky. Again, in turmoil and turnover constantly a quarterback since uh, Andrew Luck shockingly retired. Um, and, and I do think Levis has the body type. He has the arm. 
a lot of people say mechanical. We heard that with uh, Justin Herbert a lot too, and that worked out yep. just fine. Now, I don't think he's quite Herbert as a prospect, um, but I think he's a really talented kid. He's really, really smart from all I've heard. Yeah. Um, so that that's a plus there. Already likes to wear blue. Um, I think Will Levis inside that arm's going to look even better. I'll take uh, I'll take Will Levis at four. Yeah, I mean I like him, but I have my concerns with him in an Indianapolis because. He doesn't have the system around him. He doesn't have really any pieces that are going to be there good to, running to game. prop him up as a rookie. I good mean, good game. running game. But outside yeah, of that, of you don't have a lot of weapons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's tough. We talked about Will Levis a bunch a couple of weeks ago. And it we both said it really, really matters for him. He's 100%. not going to be the type of guy that can go in and change a locker room and, and put a team I, on his back his first year. I agree. I agree. Uh, number five here, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. They'll go ahead and stop the slot of Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. They'll take him at five. That's a total Pete Carroll pick. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> always finds Carroll. the guy that kind of slips through the cracks a little bit. And not that just not that five is slipping through the cracks right at five, at five overall, but you know he finds Sherman, who was too long, too lanky. Chancellor was too big for a safety. Uh, you know, DK Metcalf slips to the second round, right? Jalen Carter, oh, character issues, doesn't matter. He'll go into Pete Carroll's system. He'll fit in just fine. He'll be a game wrecker in the middle. And in that division, by the way, you could use a big, strong, athletic guy on the, on, the, uh, on the line. Super important. They have a lot of really good offenses in that division, so it makes a, makes a ton of sense for Seattle at five. Six here, Detroit Lions. I'd go out and try to solve your DB issue. I mean, you let go of Jeff Okuda. He was a clear whiff. I would go get Christian Gonzalez, the DB out of Oregon. A lot of people think that he's the safest DB pick. Maybe not the home run best, but the safest pick. But so is Pat Sertan when compared to J.C. Horn. Yeah. And right now, Pat Sertan is a significantly better corner than J.C. Horn. So both are good, but Pat Sertan is a, is a stud. Um, J.C. Horn's more like big play, big risk. And so I don't think he's quite as consistent and quite as good of a corner. So I think Christian Gonzalez is very similar to like a Pat Sertan in that regard. Yeah. Um, so I'll take him at six there to kind of solidify my uh, DB position. Well, I like that. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the board. I think they go ahead that go ahead there and take the J.C. Horn version of this draft, with his, which is Devin Witherspoon, uh, the DB from Illinois. Um, they need they help don't, in that secondary. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, so they have the edge rushers. They have Max Crosby. I think they re-signed Chandler Jones, I want to say. Uh, either way, if not, they still have Max Crosby. So they're fine on the edge. Receivers are great. Uh, you have Jimmy G. Josh Jacobs is back. O-line is good. You could use some depth there, but I think the glaring need is the the DBs in this yeah. uh, on this team here. So Vegas Vegas goes and get, gets Witherspoon. That's definitely what they need. I mean, that is just 100%. They're a pretty good team. I don't want right. to say that they're like great and can contend for for anything special. I mean, they're in a great division and they by far have, I guess, the third or fourth best roster. Maybe Vi for a wild card. Maybe. Maybe, but like maybe. Really, if they could get a if they could get a good secondary, and keep those. And think about it's in division, in with, division with a Mahomes, in with a Herbert, yeah. like with a Russ, you're gonna 100%. have to, you're gonna have to have a guy to cover number one. Hundred percent, I agree. Uh, number eight here, I think the Falcons go get their left tackle for the future, Paris Johnson from Ohio State. Reminds me a lot of a prospect is Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith. Yeah. Because um, both are just insanely big. Like, look the part. Big, good feet, good hands, right? Are there some flaws outside of that? Yeah, but he's got all the making to be a franchise left tackle. Like I said, especially the size, the, the, the wingspan, the arm you know, power and drive that you see on tape, it really jumps out to me. And he's played in the Big Ten. That's a great offensive lineman conference. Um, so, and the Falcons, if you're going to 
which we think they probably are, not tank, but or, or at least have another top 10 pick, right? The clear smart choice here is Paris Johnson, you know, um, again, built built as a, as a really sturdy NFL offensive tackle. So that, that to me, is the pick at eight. Um, build the offensive line fortress for the hopeful incoming starter, yeah. uh, young quarterback next year. Number nine, the Chicago Bears go get Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech. To be honest, I'm not crazy about him as a prospect, but I do think he is the best edge available. Uh, I think he's got a very, very high floor, but a low ceiling. I think he's going to be, at best, a 12-sack-a-year guy. But right now, the Chicago Bears will take any and all production they can get on the front. Uh, And I think he's the safest pick, which for a new GM, he could use safe picks that are going to be good, solid pros, which I think Tyree Wilson will be. Supplement that defense. Absolutely. So he'll be at nine. And finally, at number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles, their first of two picks are in the first round. They'll go get some offensive line depth. You know, Lane Johnson's aging, Travis Kelsey's aging. I don't know, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's aging. Uh, you go get Peter Skaronsky, the offensive tackle for Northwestern. I project him more as a guard at the next level um, due to the wingspan. And then just, I, I think he works well in that system. Yeah. I think he could be more of a road grading guard you know, really get out in the run game, which is exactly what Philly wants to do. Uh, and sure. it makes sense from Philly's standpoint. You just pay Jalen Hurts, protect him, right? Protect him. 100%. And, you know, they're a punch-you-in-the-mouth kind of offense. They're going to run the ball at you. And Jalen Hurts is even going to run the ball at you, which I don't particularly love. But at the end of the day, that's their style. That's the way they play. Yeah. And a, a big really, really tough, strong offensive lineman that can fit in that Philadelphia system is going to be huge. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's just run 11 through 32 real quick, and then we'll kind of stop and uh, and talk about For a couple the of these here. audio-only audience, yeah. Yeah, for the audio-only audience, if you are uh, watching, you can see the list up there, obviously. At number 11, the Titans go with Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. 12 is Nolan Smith, the edge from Georgia. 13, the Jets will go get Michael Meyer. The tight end from Notre Dame, 14. The Patriots will go get Zay Flowers from Boston College, the wide receiver. 15, the Packers will go get tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. At 16, the Washington Commanders will go get Joey Porter Jr., the DB from Penn State. 17, the Lurs get Deontay Banks, safety, Maryland. Just like Mike DeCastro, you know, has in his mock as well. Talked me into it. Uh, at 18, the Detroit Lions go get Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. 19... Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson. A little bit of a shock pick. We'll come back wow. to that. Okay. Seattle with Jordan Addison, wide receiver uh, from USC at 20. 21, B. John Robinson, the running back from Texas, will go to the Chargers. 22, the Ravens get Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh, the D lineman. 23, the Vikings get Brian Breesey, lineman, D lineman from uh, Clemson. The other defensive lineman from Clemson, Miles Murphy, will go the following pick to the Jags at 24. At 25, the Giants go Quinton Johnston, uh, the wide receiver from TCU. They clearly need help there. 26, the Cowboys will go get Broderick Jones, the tackle from Georgia. They're aging tackles. That's going to make a ton of sense. Uh, Buffalo, 27, Jameer Gibbs, running back Alabama. 28, the Bengals go get Cam Smith, the DB from South Carolina. B.J. Ojolari from LSU will go to the Saints at 29. Eagles get Derek Hall, the edge rusher from Auburn at 30. Kansas City, Andre Carter, the edge from Army at 31. Very Kansas City pick. 32, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. Let's actually start at 32 with the Pittsburgh Steelers' second pick. Technically a second-round pick, but is actually 32, which would typically be a first-round pick. So so 
tackle, address the offensive line. You need to do it, right? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you need to do. I think the two glaring weaknesses are the secondary and the offensive line, uh, and they've worked to improve the offensive line over the offseason with free agency. Um, I don't think they're sold on Dan Moore at uh, at tackle. I just don't. I don't think they are. Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I can go it, either way. Huh? I don't think it hurts to spend a draft pick on a guy who could be your franchise left tackle. If he doesn't, then Dan Moore is. Good enough. C to he's C good plus, enough. he's He'll good hold enough. You over for a season. Hundred percent good enough at C C plus level player. Um, so take a risk. Maybe this Anton Harrison can be your future left tackle. Huge too, because you need to somehow find a way to clear holes for Najee a little bit and, and seal up those edges so that he 100%. can get going. And, and then it's going to help a, a quarterback like Kenny Pickett so much. Cody Gamore. Uh, number 27, direct your attention there, Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. A lot of people don't have a first-round grade on him. I think he's close. I have him somewhere around 32 to 35th overall prospect, but I think the Bills need a running back right now. You could argue me into an offensive lineman, but I don't think the value uh, with Anton Harrison at 27 makes a ton of sense for them. I think Jameer Gibbs makes a ton of sense, helps them immediately. Great pass-catching back, yep. which I think fits into what they yep. want to do. Because um, they already have a couple good backs there. So, Naeem Hines, Jameer Gibbs, right? Very explosive running back room. I think it makes a ton of sense for the Bills to go Jameer Gibbs. I mean, I like it. They need something to take the pressure off solely Josh Allen. I agree. That That is not the that's recipe to win. Problem. Well, that's not the recipe to go far in the playoffs. You can win a bunch of games and you can do really well in a regular season like that. But you can't You can't go make a run I don't think you playoffs, can win. I don't think you, you can't win a Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if I think if Jameer Gibbs can come in and be a B plus to an A minus running back, that's a back you could win a Super Bowl with for sure. Yeah. All right, number twenty one, the Los Angeles Chargers. Bijan Robinson, the running back from okay. Texas. Yeah. They already told Eckler, hey, go test the market. They're clearly not going to pay what he wants to be paid. Um, but Which, what better way to support Justin Herbert? So you already got him a left tackle. Yeah. The wide receiving crew is good enough. You can go add depth in the second, third round. Well, there's that's plenty the thing, of them though. there. Well, th- and you have cap room because you're not going to be paying Austin Eckler. Right, so you can go get a Bijan Robinson, and then you can go get, I don't know, maybe you get depth on the defensive line, which they need because they can't stop the run, right? Yeah. But most of their team is pretty in stone. You could argue me into a DB, but I, again, I don't love a ton of value with any of the DBs left on the board at 21. I think they would be better. They would be a better football team tomorrow with with Bijan Robinson, uh, the running back from Texas. Yeah, I, just I, I think so. This is kind of for the same reason as the Bills. You need. Yeah. You, you still need... That running back, Austin Eckler, did a great job, but I mean, I think Bijan is a you need somebody that's going to be cheaper, better NFL body. You need somebody that's going to be cheaper, hundred percent, especially to win now because you're going to Justin Herbert. You're going to pay Herbert probably next year or even this year, and he's going to garner a lot of money too. A lot of money, yeah. Uh, number 20, the Seahawks. I think Jordan Addison there. Uh, a lot of people would think that that's fairly overdrafted. I think he is closer to 25 to 30 overall prospect. Um, but with that being said, you look at what Seattle needs. So, I mean, they already had a pick earlier. We had them picking five Jalen Carter. Which it, is, which solves your defense. That makes line. a ton of sense. You already have the rookie Tariq Woolen on the back end uh, at DB. So you don't really, and Jamal Adams comes back, Quandre Diggs. You don't really need a DB. But you can probably get that in the third, fourth round. Um, your offensive line is really, really solid. You maybe add depth there, but I think Jordan Addison complements DK Metcalf, who's a burner, big physical receiver, vertical presence, and then Tyler Lockett, a little more gadget style, a little bit yeah. more deep down the field type player. 
Jordan Addison fits in perfectly. He's, a, he's more of a, a route runner, Cooper Cup style player. Mm-hmm. Crafty, really good at the top of the route. Seems to always be open for some reason, even though he's not the fastest or the strongest. Um, so I like, I think he fits well within their system. And uh, Gino could use some help. Let's be real here. Gino needs help more than most quarterbacks, you know, most top end quarterbacks. You need some help. So uh, go get him some with Jordan Addison. I like that. Like it a lot. Number 19, the Bucks, a good Anthony Richardson. Yeah, you got to explain this Maybe one. Maybe a little bit of a shock, right? You have Baker for a year. Sit him behind Baker. Yeah, I'm not saying Baker's like a great mentor. Let him learn how to talk to the media from Baker. <laughs> I'm not saying Baker's a great mentor. Hey, Baker, take him out. Teach him a thing or two about but the... Could he? could he just... Could he just be good enough for Anthony Richardson to learn a little bit and just just get reps, preseason reps, practice reps, couple packages here and there in the game? Because if mean, so, he's already from that footprint. He's, he went to Florida. And I'm not you're in say, Tampa. It's I'm right not there. saying it's crazy either, though, because, I mean, you're going to need something when Baker's gone. He's going to be a one-two-year quarterback. Yeah, and, and, and they probably need to rebuild down there, which fits perfectly with Anthony Richardson's timeline. If he's not even going to start till not this coming year, but the year after... That gives you a year, year and a half to rebuild the roster, which you clearly need to do. For sure. For sure. Unless their plan is to really tank this year with Baker and then just maybe try to go get a Jacob May next year. Possible. Okay. 17, Deontay Banks, safety, Maryland. Uh, Total Tomlin move. Big physical athlete. Yeah. Going to come up, pop you in the mouth a little bit. Again, we talked about the Maryland pipeline. Uh, I'm not going to get tons in depth on that. If you want, go listen to the Mike Nicastro interview. He gets very in-depth about Deontay Banks. Really, really nice player. And I think he fits the Tomlin mold, which I've said, double down on what you're good at. Go pay for what you're not. Tomlin's really good on defense, really good with safeties. Double down on that. Go pay for an offensive lineman. I wouldn't waste a first round, like a technical, a 17th overall pick on an offensive lineman. Yeah, I agree. And finally, at number 12, the Houston Texans go get Nolan Smith. A lot of people would consider that a very decent reach um i don't yeah. think so if it's going to D'Amico ryan so he's more of like a linebacker edge type player like a tj watt style really speedy a little more slender can bend really well uh around the edge i think it fits what D'Amico ryan's wants to do right think he had bosa uh in san fran had a bunch of athletic linebackers that's what he hopefully wants in houston so i think it fits what my coach from the gm here picking i think it fits what my coach does well on defense and we want his his side of the ball to at least be solved go get him a toy to play with nolan smith can move him around a ton he's super athletic he can cover uh i think it's exactly what Tamika ryan's would want in a pick so they take him at 12 i like that it's good there's the mock draft what a mock draft i'll leave it up here for a second it's gonna be i'm we're gonna we're gonna hit every pick i'm just Um, it's gonna be 32 for 32 Fair enough. Could you imagine? That would be insane. I think we got like two right last year. <laughs> it was tough. Last year was a really bad one. But last year, I think we also did it more in a way of like... Who we thought. Well, we predicted like four trades last year too, which was just a bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Just, I'm not even Stay away from that. Yeah, if you're ever even... making a uh, mock draft, don't predict trades. Don't do it. Just keep it simple. Um, either way, guys, if you want to go see the full list, um, send it, share it, do whatever... It is on our Instagram, which can be found in the link tree and on our website. And it was in the newsletter. So go check it out, um, theissuesports.com. Sign up for the newsletter there. It's right on the homepage. Uh, But we will be back in the third segment with a little discussion on Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, if you will. Danny Um, Dimes. And uh, kind of that whole situation in New York. So don't go anywhere. 
Let's go into the third segment, the issue on April 20th, Thursday. Um, it's been a great episode so far. Mock draft, we just had that in the last segment, so if for some reason you just got to uh, this segment, scroll back, you missed it. Mock draft. Um, dynamic. Yeah. That's a good word. I'm going to start using that word more. D- absolutely dynamic mock Dynamic. Draft. We're going to do it for things that aren't generally described as dynamic, right? Like running quarterbacks, dynamic. Yeah. Really good wide receivers, Dynamic. Mock draft also dynamic. We're gonna really we're gonna redefine that word in terms of sports media. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, if you want to go check out that mock draft, though, like I said, Instagram newsletter, uh, newsletter, Twitter, uh, you can check it out everywhere. Just follow that link on the website. Also, go buy some merch. We are shipping out merch early May, so make sure you go and throw in your order for Bad Day to Be a Beer, Cut Returns, yeah. If It Flies It Dies, this some way. of the show shirts. Uh, they are all fantastic. Like this design's clean as. Come on, man. Yeah, I like come it on the on the black too. Okay. You can get you can get this version. You love it. Up, yeah. Um, pops it pops real nicely on the black. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so why would you why would you not want to go get that? Theissuesports.com. So, uh, but speaking of dynamic, somebody that is not dynamic in my eyes is Daniel Jones in the slightest. Well, we know that. So yeah, like I'm thinking about the whole like uh, Jalen Hurts contract thing, right? We kind of talked a little bit about what it means for Lamar. But I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, it kind of makes sense, right? You got to think about scenario, right? So if I'm the Ravens and Lamar, I, you know, right now is probably the sixth, seventh best quarterback in the AFC. I mean, you look at, you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert Burrow. I would take all of them over Lamar. I'd take Trevor Lawrence over Lamar probably, definitely. Um, so that's five right there. I'd say probably he's he's in that next next group six six maybe seven yeah um, in the conference not in the league in the conference yeah and just the AFC so there's so sixth in the AFC right so I'd have a tough time paying a ton of money for the sixth best quarterback in the entire conference on the flip side with Philly Jalen Hurts I can justify doing that because if Aaron goes over to the AFC right that Aaron would be my sixth if he goes to the Jets and then probably Lamar. If Aaron goes over to the Jets, which it's, I think he will. I think it's pretty much a done deal. Is Jalen Hurts the, the best quarterback right now in terms of the next three to five years in the NFC? I would argue yes. I would argue yes. I mean, you go through, it's like Jared Goff, probably not. He's he's okay. He'll be okay for the next three to five years. He'll, be, he'll just be average like he's always been, which there's a place in the league for that 100%. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Stafford's aging, so I think going Three to the next three to five years. I don't see Trey Lance being that guy. I don't. Uh, Kyler, he's too inconsistent, no. inj- too injury prone. I don't see him uh, being a better quarterback. Um, Dak is close, but I just don't get the, the dynamic legs uh, with Dak. Danny Dimes is very average. Nobody in, in the NFC South. Even Derek Carr, who's okay. I think he, right now he'd be the number two or three quarterback in the entire conference going into this year. Um, so my point is, in a situation like that, I'd be able to sleep at night knowing maybe I overpaid a little bit, but I overpaid for the best quarterback out of the 16 teams in my conference. I have the best quarterback in the entire conference going into the playoffs. Like, that feels pretty good. That feels pretty good. That's a good spot to be in. That's a position that Brady was in for years, no matter if he was the one, two, three, four, whatever the seating was. Uh, you knew he was going to be the best quarterback in any given game. Which, if that's the case, you have a chance, especially if it's at home. Like, if you win your division, yeah, you've got a hell of a chance. And so I'm thinking, well, like off the top of my head, who would even be the top? Let's go with like 
seven quarterbacks in the NFC. So I think Hertz is one. Let's go just for this upcoming year. I think Hertz is one. Stafford's healthy, so I'll give him the nod at two. Give me a Kirk Cousins three. See, I'd go Derek Carr three. Or Derek Carr three. Maybe Dak Prescott four. Kirk Cousins five. Five. Then I'd probably go Goff at six. Goff six. Kyle, remember, Kyler's not going to play. Um, I don't think anybody else in the NFC South. I don't think Justin Maybe Geno Fields. Smith. You could make the argument for Geno. Geno I, at seven? I think Geno or Danny at seven, the other one at eight. I think that's... But but the Giants are paying how much to Daniel Jones again this season? I have people telling me that Dan, Danny Dimes is like top 15. Look, that's fine, but he's like the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the NFC, and it's the weaker conference. like Much weaker, too. And you're going to pay 40, 40, 45 million for that? Are you, are you out of your mind? 40 million for the eighth best quarterback in the conference? Okay. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Hey, no, no, no. You do, you know, uh, Brian Dable fix him and, and make him even better than he, than he already was last year. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, could he make him three touchdowns better next year? Sure. So is it what, 25 total touchdowns? Well, he should alert the church elders. Like, are we kidding? Like, I mean, come on, seriously. Like, it's not like he lit the world on fire. Yeah, as he was. Yeah, like alert the women and children, guys. Twenty-five total touchdowns. Like I said, that's pretty decent. That's serviceable. I'd pay thirty million for that. Forty, forty-two. Ah, I'm up at night. I'm top turning. I'm tossing. That's steep. That and then very steep. You, you start leaving yourself with not enough money to build pieces around him, and then he gets even more exposed because he's by himself. Well, you already see it. So Saquon said he's not going to report on, under the franchise tag. He wants a long-term deal. He's got all the leverage in the world. Because because what what they're going to be like? Oh, you'll see a Saquon, and then Danny Dimes turns around, and hands off to who? Like <laughs> Daniel Jones is not good enough. To win without these complimentary pieces, so the franchise exactly. has to pay these complimentary pieces. But I don't think they see that. I think they have a super inflated view of, of Daniel Jones. I think the well, Giants I, fans in general do. I, I think, mean, we felt that on social media for the yeah, last two weeks now. I feel like the owner does. I feel like deep down the coach and GM know. I, I feel like they do. I mean, Dayball has to know. When you go from a guy like Josh Allen, and he you come over and you have to start coaching a dude know. like Daniel Jones. He's got to know. He's got to know. In his heart of hearts. I mean, they're looking at the same game we're looking you at. You can't tell me in your heart of hearts that, that Dable's like, oh, no, no, he's right up there with him. Like, you can't tell me that. Because in pay, they are right up there, you know, with each other. You can't tell me in his heart of hearts. He'd be like, yup, that, that's baffling. They're, they're comparable quarterbacks. They're not even close. They're not even on the same planet. No. But, hey, he got paid. Congrats to Daniel Just Jones. something I was thinking about lately. Just, you know, just something I was thinking about. Yeah, well, that's all we have for today, guys. Uh, go check out the social medias. Go uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, subscribe on all the platforms you listen on. Send it to a friend. Uh, give it a share. Yeah, Buy do. a shirt. Uh, I, work, I work hard on that. Absolutely. Please do send. Please yeah. do send to friends. So, uh, yeah, guys, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and that was The Issue.